0: Welcome to the Harvest Time podcast. Harvest Time is a faith community reaching and embracing real people, engaging them in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit HarvestTime.net. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Good morning to you. It's Christmas time. Who in the house loves Christmas? Come on, do you love Christmas? Yeah. And, And I want to clarify, I was not Santa Claus. That was just, that was... Because I can dance better than that, I promise you that, okay? Let's just talk for a few moments today about the purpose of Christmas. When I think about this time of year, I'm just reminded that there's just so much that goes on, lots of moving parts and schedules and this and that. And I want to bring us for just a few moments into place and just kind of a pause for about 10 minutes of your time and just talk to you about the purpose of Christmas. First of all, the first purpose of Christmas is the word celebration, We see this in the shepherds hearing from the angels, this beautiful announcement. It says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Listen close, Luke chapter 2, verse 10. This is good news worth celebrating for three reasons. First of all, this is what we call personal news. This is for you personally. God cares about you. This is news for your life. Second of all, this is positive news. Who in the house likes positive news, good news? Come on, do you like it? I like good news. And then I love this. This is news for all people. It's universal. God did not come for one person, one gender, one race. God came for everybody because God's about people. Now, here's why that matters. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, who you are, your past, present, future. God came for you, and God loves you. This is what we call news that you can use. News that you can use. God is a good God. God loves you. God is with you, and God is is for you the entire purpose of Christmas comes back to the love of God absent God's love there is no Christmas God loves you so much he came to the earth as a human so you could get to know him and trust and love him we call this the incarnation Emmanuel meaning the word means God is with us God became one of us so we could understand what he is really like. And so that we can know in our heart of hearts that God knows what we are really like. God knows your life. You've never faced a moment in time in which you can say to God, God, you just don't get it. God gets your life. God understands. He sees you. He knows you. And he is Emmanuel, God with us. Listen close. We call him Jesus. And he is the foundation of the unshakable confidence you need in your life today. The second purpose of Christmas is simple. It's salvation. Listen to this. It says, Today there is born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Luke 2, verse 11. We're not only saved from things bad, we are saved for things good. God has a good plan for your life. Notice the Savior is for you. It's personal. He came for your benefit. Now when someone says Jesus is my personal Savior, what does that mean? It means that God's gift of salvation is freedom and purpose in life in three basic areas, your past, your present, and your future. Jesus gives us freedom and purpose in our past, in our present, and in our future. Jesus came to save us from sin, and from ourselves. You know why? Because my natural inclination, and yours too, listen close, is to want our way instead of God's way. We have a a knack for making wrong choices. Um, In fact, if you take the middle letter in the word sin, it's the letter what? I. Anytime I put myself in the center of my life, I sin. Sin is an attitude, it's a thought, it's an action that denies God his rightful place as first and central in my life. Having said that, sin is our greatest problem, and it's universal. Sin breaks up homes, murders the innocent, it gossips, it does much more, but sin is very habit-forming. In fact, the more you do it, the easier it gets. If you've ever tried to break an addiction or uh, maintain a diet, I hate to mention diet at Christmas, but you know that outside something else to help you, it's very hard to change behaviors and patterns, true or false. See, Jesus said, I'm going to help you change your life. Because for some of you, you've been trying for years to stop sinning, to stop doubting, to stop lying, to stop, stop gossiping. And today Jesus says, if you will let me, I will help you because I can take the sin out of your life if you'll just simply put me first in the center of your life. Now, i got to tell you this. Our natural inclination, our natural actions, I've watched for 42 years is to cry out, I don't need a Savior or a God. Now, I'm 42 years old. I know I look about mid-20ish, but I'm 42, And in 42 years of living, I have watched us move God further and further out of our lives. From the center toward the back, and now he's in the backyard, now he's on the back 40 most lives. And I've watched us replace God with other things. And listen to me, in 42 years of living, we are not better off as a people. In fact, we are worse off as a people. And that tells me in my heart, in my basic common sense, that we need a Savior. And our Savior is Jesus Christ who gives us true freedom through his work upon the cross and through his life. Now, freedom brings to us significance. There's there's three basic ways that people live today. First of all, survival. Half of the world lives on less than $2 a day. One billion people live on less than a dollar per day. Those folks live for survival. They're just trying to get through the day. And then you have significance or, or, or uh, success. You have success coming next. So survival and now success. American culture, we live for success. But can you ever be successful enough? I mean, they asked Rockefeller how much money's enough. He said $1 dollar more. Can you ever have enough success? There are people so busy making a living that they're not even making a life. You know, we're made for far more than success. We're made for significance. But you'll never find significance in possessions and pleasures or positions in life. Significance comes from serving other people and giving your life for something greater than yourself. The significance of Jesus, by the way, Jesus was not survival. He was not success. Jesus was significant because he lived his life for somebody else. John three sixteen very simple. Jesus gave his life. We just simply have to believe on him. It's pretty easy. But when you think about this, how do we, how do we believe? God gave us a thing called grace. Now, I will tell you that grace for us is very foreign to us because most of us understand love from a level of exchange. Most of us are familiar with, I will do for you if you will do for me. Something for something. I'll be nice, you be nice. In many cases in life, someone has maybe left us hanging on the short end of the stick of that relationship. But here's the good news. God's grace is so good that it's unconditional. And it's even unfamiliar to us because it doesn't stop. It's unending. And it makes us somewhat uncomfortable. Listen to me today. There are those in this house that you know God loves you. But because you have a hard time loving God back, you've pushed God as far as you can away from your life. And you say to yourself, I will never trust or love God again. Listen to me. That does not make God stop loving you. No matter how far you've pushed God out of your life, he is saying, I'm waiting right here for you to get back because he's an unconditional, unending, loving God. See, the Bible says it's by grace we've been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It's a gift from God, not by our works, lest any of us should boast. Listen to me. We're not saved because we're good enough. Nobody here, including me, especially me, is good enough for God to save. But because Christ was more than enough, we can all be saved today through Jesus Christ, through trusting and putting our faith in him. See, our Christmas gift from God comes by grace through faith. Christmas would have no meaning if Jesus had only lived, but it has meaning because he lived and because he died and came back to life on the third day, proving that he is the Son of God. And here today is the third purpose. We have, first of all, celebration. Then we have salvation. And now we have the third purpose, which is reconciliation. The shepherds heard this from the angels. They heard the announcement of the arrival of the prince of peace. Here's what they said. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Luke 2.14 reconciliation is a restoration of peace, peace with God, peace with others, and peace in your own heart. Maybe today in this house, you could use peace back with God. Maybe peace with somebody in your family or, 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 or neighborhood or, or office, or maybe it's peace on the inside. Peace is the miracle cure for broken lives. Peace is transitions, and restores relationships. Peace reconciles and quiets quarrels. It swaps stress for serenity and tension for tranquility. It produces a peace beyond our comprehension and beyond our panics and pressures in life. Today, our society is littered with a debris of lacking peace. Divided homes, divided country, divided world, divided nation, Divided government, I think we could all benefit today from some blessing from the Prince of Peace in our life, in our society, in our country, in our neighborhoods, and in our own hearts. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. There was a survey done sometime back at a a mall during Christmas time. Imagine, Imagine doing a survey in a mall, but nonetheless, at Christmas... I don't know about you. Have you ever been stopped by a mall survey person? Like, I mean, you're, you're there at a shop, and they woke up, can I ask you a few questions? Well, sure, I'm here to see you. Let's talk about this. <laughs> no, I'm not here to see you. The answer is no, you can't ask me any questions. I think that I don't say that, but I do have that thought go through my head. <laughs> here was the question asked at a Christmas time mall survey. Here's the question. Where would you like to see peace this Christmas? Here's some answers. I'd like to see peace with my parents, with my ex, my kids. I'd like, I love this one. I'd like to see the end of political bickering on TV. How cool would that be? How many would go for that? (laughs) Imagine just one election without all the fighting going on. I know, I know. It's up there, it's crazy. I love this one. I need peace in my mind. Who could use some peace in your mind ever in a day? Come on, put your hand up high. I could use some peace sometimes. I need peace in my heart. I love this one. I need peace in my neighborhood. This one person said, I'd like to see an end to racial tensions and see peace among the races. Wouldn't that be great? I love this. Uh, kind of breaks my heart. This person must have had to be a child said, I want my mom and daddy back together. One person said, I want to see peace everywhere. Listen, I don't know what your persuasion on God is, but I can just tell you from a very common sense perspective, the only solution for world peace is Jesus Christ. The only. The only. Because Jesus changes the heart on the inside. You can pass laws all day long, but until you change the heart of a human being, they will not love their neighbors themselves. See, Jesus is the prince of peace. Jesus offers us peace, but listen to me. We don't negotiate peace with God. You don't sit down and make a compromise. Well, God, if you'll give me peace, I'll do this. Peace comes by totally surrendering unconditionally your life to God and by taking I out of the center, me, you out of the center, and putting God in his rightful place. If we'll do that today, you'll have peace. God can replace frustration in your heart with peace. He can take anxiety and worry out of your life and place it back with peace. God can give to you all kinds of things if you'll simply put God at the center of your life. God can take a depressed heart today Christmas is not always a happy time. Many people struggle this time of year with loss of family, broken homes, lacking economics. There's lots of challenges at Christmas. But God can take that anxiety and stress you feel today and he can give you hope in your heart. But listen to me. You have to do it willfully. God is not going to stand at the door of your heart and burst his way into your life. He will knock but just like your house, if someone knocks, you've got to let them in. They don't just come in. That's called a break-in. A few thousand years ago, God knocked on the door of our hearts when he sent his son to this earth in the form of a baby who would live and then give his life so that we could have peace. Maybe today you'll do that. Maybe today you'll say, Jesus, be my prince of peace. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And that is the meaning and the purpose of Christmas. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. It's always encouraging to know how God is touching lives through this ministry. So if you have a story of how God is working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at share at harvesttime.net.